know, gut health is kind of a hot topic and I'm kind of seeing it everywhere these days. So I kind of wanted to explain kind of what gut health is and then kind of debunk some of the common misconceptions about our gut health. So if you are watching live, comment live. And if you are watching the replay, just please comment replay. And, you know, gut health is a very comprehensive topic, a lot of information that we'll kind of cover today. So if you do have any questions that come up as you're watching or listening, don't hesitate to um, share that in the comments and we'll definitely get your questions answered. So, for those new to the Evolve community and um, just kind of wanted to introduce myself real quick as well. So my name is Brianna Bowerly. I've been with the Evolve team for a few months now, since about June. And I am a certified health and wellness coach, as well as an emotional eating specialist. So gut health 101, kind of the basics, what, are, what incorporates our gut health. So our gut microbiome is the, basically the foundation of our health. Um, like our bodies aren't, aren't puzzles there, it's all very interconnected. So the gut microbiome refers to the billions of live bacteria that we have in our guts. So good gut health occurs when there's a balance between the good or helpful bacteria and the bad or potentially harmful bacteria and yeast in our digestive system. So you could kind of think of it as a, a pendulum. You don't want it swinging one way or another. You want it those really to be balanced, the good and the bad bacteria. So learning how to add good gut bacteria and diversify the microbes in our system and keep the lining of our gut in good health is one of the most effective ways to protect um, our overall health. The factors that affects the gut microbiome, really it starts at birth, um, the mode of delivery when we were born. So if our mothers had us vaginally versus a C-section, and then also our, our diet during infancy. So if we were breastfed versus formula fed. And then it also, our diet during adulthood affects our gut microbiome. So diets composed of whole foods versus diets composed of processed foods. Antibiotics and other pharmace pharmaceuticals affects our gut microbiome. You know, if you had strep throat a lot or ear infections a lot as a, a child, and you are on antibiotics frequently, and that can really affect your gut microbiome even into adulthood. Um, genetics also play a role as well as stress, both psychological stress and exercise stress. You know, the more if you exercise intensely, I know when I'm training for a marathon, for example, my digestive health is a little bit different than the months when I'm not training for a marathon. So it just requires me to be a little bit more aware of my body during that time and um, eat a little bit differently and just take care of my body in a different way when I'm versus when I'm not training for such an intense uh, race. So why is gut health so important? Like why is it being talked about, about so much these days? And really like nearly 70% of our immune system resides in our gut. The gut is also commonly known as the second brain and it directly influences our mood, anxiety, and depression. 
stress is one of the main culprits behind our digestive conditions as well. Kind of a personal experience with that a few years ago, I started getting really intense stomach pains where I basically was hunched over. I couldn't stand up straight. It made it difficult to sit at a desk and work, it made it difficult to drive, take care of my kids. Uh, I didn't, I thought it was an ulcer. I really thought that, um, you know, there's something physically going on in my body. So I went to a doctor and all my tests came back normal. And then after talking to my doctor a bit more, we determined that it was likely due to stress and anxiety. So I've really in the last few years, just been really more aware of how I'm dealing with my stress and anxiety. I still have those moments where I get, I can tell when it's coming, I get really bad indigestion. I start burping a lot, which is kind of embarrassing um, and really bad stomach cramps, but I kind of know those signs. My body's telling me, look, you're dealing with some anxiety and stress and it's manifesting itself in this way in your body. So need to work on getting a handle of it so it doesn't lead into more severe physical symptoms but it's it really that's kind of when I first really got it got interested in like how connected our bodies are with our emotions and our physical symptoms but research has also shown that there are links between gut health and our immune system mental health autoimmune diseases endocrine disorders such as type 2 diabetes gastrointestinal disorders like IBS, cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure and inflammation, skin irritation and breakouts, sleep cycles, digestion, and, and so much more. So here's I did, uh, just five common myths regarding our gut health. There's many more than that, but I kind of narrowed it down to kind of the top five that I think are the most top five, but Anyway, so myth number one, gut health is only about digestive health. But the fact is gut health impacts all dimensions of health and wellness. So, you know, like I mentioned before, our bodies aren't puzzles. They're, our bodies are complex and integrated ecosystem where everything works in harmony with other parts. Um, so that but the center of that connection is our guts. And the symptoms that appear in one part of the body may result from imbalances in entirely different body systems. Our gut is a system that digests and absorbs nutrients that are required to survive. It also forms a protective barrier and hosts the gut microbiome, which is the population of microbes in the gut. So the gut microbiome produces vitamins, nutrients, and molecules that sustain the body but also it controls digestion, metabolism, inflammation, and even our cancer risk. So our overall wellness is linked to the amount of good bugs in our gut and our bodies run more efficiently when that balance is optimized. And like I said earlier with the, the scale of good bugs and the bad bugs, we want that um, balance optimized. So optimizing our gut function, even when digestive problems aren't an issue, could help people that are dealing with other chronic health problems to feel better overall. Myth number two, probiotics solve all gut health problems and issues. You know, we hear a lot about 
probiotics and getting probiotic supplements are, you know, solve all your gut health problems. But the fact is that probiotics can help to reestablish a healthy gut microbiome, but lifestyle changes are needed as well. Uh, probiotics are foods and or supplements that contain live microorganisms that are to improve or maintain the good bacteria in the gut. But diet, exercise, over-the-counter medications, and daily stress all influence our gut, as, gut microbiome as well in general overall health. So we definitely need to look at those factors as well and not just adding probiotics into the mix. So gut health, as well as our overall health, is optimized when eating a balanced diet with anti-inflammatory foods that help repair the gut lining, increasing our fiber intake, engaging in regular physical activity, utilizing uh, enzyme therapy, and supplementing with probiotics when necessary. So it's very important to test your gut microbiome first before starting any probiotics, as it could actually do more harm when not needed. So go to your doctor, have them perform tests on your gut microbiome to see what your levels are, to know whether it's necessary for you to start supplementing with additional probiotics. So myth number three, fermented foods are as effective as probiotics. And the fact is some fermented foods are considered probiotic candidates, but not all fermented foods contain probiotics. And the bacteria in probiotic foods may not survive digestion. So there are seven different types of probiotic bacteria. Not all fermented foods contain all of those different types and quantities needed to have a beneficial effect. So kind of the focus should be on building the diversity of the gut microbiome, not just on one type of probiotic strain. So that's kind of an example of that is you don't need to eat yogurt all day, every day, because that's you're just focusing on one probiotic strain. So it is recommended that we eat a variety, at least five different types of fermented foods to get the most benefit. It doesn't mean you have to eat all of these foods daily, but a, a well-balanced mix of these foods will help ensure that you are getting all those seven different types of probiotic bacteria. Some of the most common foods that provide great probiotics are yogurt, miso, sauerkraut, kefir, kimchi, kombucha, and pickles, actually. Myth number four, grains are bad for your gut. And that's a kind of a hot topic these days as well that, you know, gluten-free is better for your health. But the fact is that your gut microbiome benefits from many nutrients in grains, including fiber and polysaccharides. So insoluble fibers from whole grains are considered forms of prebiotics. Prebiotics are basically food for the beneficial gut microbes. So if we think of it like probiotics help increase the number of good um, bacteria in your gut, then prebiotics are food for those gut microbes. Our gut microbiome also metabolizes fiber from foods, such as whole grains, into substances that are beneficial to our bodies. We, also, we all know that also that whole grains contain the needed carbohydrates that can be converted into glucose, 
to fuel our gut cells, vitamins, and minerals. Our refined grains, though, are not as beneficial as they are stripped of most soluble fiber. So when in doubt, stick with whole grains as much as possible because they are definitely better overall for you. Uh, but it is important to test for sensitivities as well and to stick to gluten-free whole grains when necessary. Some great examples of gluten-free whole grains are buckwheat, corn, flax, and there's so many different varieties of gluten-free flours now that you know, if you do have to stick with gluten-free, you can still get the benefits of whole grains and um, you know, the benefits for your microbiome. Myth number five, commercial detox products are needed to cleanse your body of toxins. But the fact is that only the liver and to a lesser extent, the kidneys can filter toxins from the blood and out of our bodies. So really there's no magic smoothie or drink or pill that can directly remove toxins from the body, but dietary choices and supplements can support the organs in our body to do their jobs correctly. Foods can affect the efficiency with which the liver detoxifies. So lots of fruits and veggies in our diet contain nutrients that the liver needs for detoxification pathways. And polyphenols like red wine, um, green tea, ginger, turmeric, and other spices help to neutralize potentially toxic free radicals in the blood before they get to the liver. So those are kind of the top five um, common gut health myths that we kind of debunked today. I mean, there's many more myths out there, but wanted to keep this as short and sweet as possible. So if you heard of any other myths that you have questions about, again, don't hesitate to put those in the comments, but really kind of what it comes down to, if you're interested in how to heal your gut, uh, really healing your gut is bio-individual, which means that you know, everyone's gut is different and what works for me and, you know, healing my gut and how it works won't necessarily work for you. Um, so the bottom line though is there's really no need to buy expensive products that promise to cleanse and detoxify our bodies. Really the focus should be on eating a balanced diet of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, healthy fats, and high quality protein, which is kind of how the Evolve program works. Those are all foods that we encourage our clients to eat daily. But a happy gut isn't just fed nourishing foods though, it's also fed a healthy dose of primary food as well, which for those that listened to my presentation a few weeks ago on what primary food is, those are kind of everything else that incorporates a healthy lifestyle, everything but the food that you eat, like a fulfilling career, managing our stress, um, and having nourishing relationships. So those things are just really as important as the food that we're eating when it comes to having a happy gut. And prebiotics and probiotics can be great supplements, but like I mentioned before, just uh, have your gut microbiome tested first to see if those are even necessary as we can get you know, most of the prebiotic and probiotics that we need just from a healthy diet. And just again, what's the differences between the two probiotics are the living strains of bacteria that add to the population of good bacteria in the gut and prebiotics are specialized plant fiber that acts as food for that good bacteria. 
Yeah, I'd already mentioned this, but have your gut microbiome tested by your doctor first. And remember, nothing can beat the health benefits of eating real food. So thanks for listening in and watching. And um, again, a lot encompasses our gut health. So feel free to have any questions on anything I presented or anything else. Don't hesitate to comment on the video. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day.